I thought what we would do is I actually just much complexity between all the different proposals, and um, it's 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 quite challenging to to map it out. Okay, I think what we should do is actually start off with some conversations um, pairing up. So um, what I'd like you to do is find someone next to you to have a conversation with and, and ask these two questions. What are your insights between the connections between the proposals and what are the puzzles? Okay, so have fun. So uh, we're going to do a, a, a format where we're going to go one comment, one puzzle, and one response from one person in the panel, and then back again. Because I really don't want four, it's a big panel, four people, it's not going to have four responses. So first, who's got an insight about, please. So insight about the connections. And, and quick. That's why I feel a puzzle. Yeah, the reality is still Switzerland didn't vote for a student income. So, can you stand up? <clears throat> Switzerland didn't vote for a citizen's income. So, for some of these ideas to actually really resonate with everyone, like how are we going to achieve that? Okay, and, okay so how are we going to do that? There was a voting process, and now is there a puzzle that somebody can add to that? Well, it's just a reality check. Like, I don't know, I might be the only one in the room who received new stats, so I get two hundred and fifty a week, and then I earn a hundred and fifty, and fifty of that is then reduced from my new stats, so I live on three fifty. So I just wanted to do that more as a reality check of how the basic, basic income works in this country. Okay, all right. So. Basic income is being is reducing here. Two fifty a week. Two fifty a week, right? And then there's a political challenge of actually, um, you know, creating it, right? So let me give an example. Okay, Kevin, you've got your um, rewards points to, to burn. So do yeah. you want to have first go? Yes, of course. Uh, and and rewards <clears throat> solve the problem because um, something like water extremely problem. There was a lot of money left over from water. Most of the money that you collect from water now actually is really is really a tax. If you look at what happens to the money, if you pay for water in Sydney here, most of it goes to the consolidated revenue. So that's money that's available. And you will find the same thing with any of these things. If you do energy there is going to be extra money available. That money can be given to people, right? Through so you give them the water rights. So we, we do it, we don't do it by appearing as though we're giving a hand up. You don't want to give a hand up. You don't want, to, you don't want people to be thinking that they that this is that they're receiving something, right? It's their right to share in the community credit. And that's what we do. And you can do it incrementally, one line at a time, through and one system at a time through this process. Okay, so there's some kind of 
There's some kind of connection between UBI and rewards, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. There can't be some system by which you, 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 get your, uh, you support you people through income, but it's a different, yeah. a different mode of income to the reward system. Okay, so, okay. Effectively, it's free. Okay, got it. Okay, so, um, comments? It's comments? Yeah. yeah. I don't want to sound like a stick in the wheel of something, but a transaction, a financial transaction in Australia, has to be denominated in Australian dollars by the uh, currency act. So your water points or the uh, community currency, they're actually legal in the current framework. Okay, so legality of, of, of financial exchange. Somebody <laughs> want to add a, a riddle to this? Would we need every product to have, you know, water to say fairly homogeneous Product that's essential. Essential. Is this also going to happen for vacuum cleaners? So, so, so we have the legality of, of financial transactions. Can you jump in here? Yeah, so uh, you hide the fact that it's a currency. This is what's done in England with the Bristol um, pound and the Brixton pound, and you call it a voucher. And it has a short and it has a time limit, uh, and that's how you get around the the uh, illegality of it. And it's quite successful, actually. They're about to do it in Barcelona as well. Uh, introduce the. Okay. It's interesting. Currency smuggle. Currency smuggling currency through the legal system. So that's and that to me is another puzzle. Because it's like the currency. It's not a currency. It's not a currency. It's it's. A prepayment. There is no money created. No money is created through giving discounts. There is no currency <coughs> Okay, okay. It's sort of a puzzle thinking about your graph and micro particularly. So so working hours, like measuring an hour of input makes a lot of sense if you're doing factory work or you're working in the field. But when you think about creating immaterial like being a writer, I wonder if that unit of analysis is as meaningful. For example, and I don't know if I'm working now or not. You know, I'm standing and I'm thinking, sort of an academic, you know, some of these ideas may go in. But it's quite unclear to me that there's, there's, a, there's a, not really a bright line between work, learning, and social engagement. And uh, so it's, it's not so much a hard um, conundrum or a challenge, I just, I think it might be worth thinking about how meaningful that unit of analysis is um, across different working lives. Yeah. In, in a sense, is I think um, part of the proposal assumes that people can automatically do something useful with their life if they're not working, but they are receiving an income. You know, like rising. Or living. So something useful. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but for many people, I think that can be the struggle. You know, work to them is a, is a, provides a meaning in life. And they may not be able to simply self-replicate that meaning 
if you provide them with a new sort of basic income. So is there a risk that you're just going to create a lot of counter potatoes? Okay, so that's that's a perfect question for um, for Mike. Yeah. I would answer that by saying, and by the way, I just want to answer Toby's question very quickly. Don't forget, 70% of these referendums doesn't matter what they're about. It's, uh, people who put forward that proposal thought it was a raging success because they got 27% of the vote. We have to build these things over time. Um, to get back to, to what John was saying, um, you know, about doesn't this just encourage a lot of people to become cash potatoes? You see, I think that's... That's a real uh, lack of trust yeah. in him. You know, uh, when I was technically unemployed, I was often working 16 hours a day. Right now, the, time, the thing that I spend most of my time doing, which is the most valuable thing I do, I don't get paid a cent. Yeah. Fortunately, I get paid quite a high rate for doing some other things, which I think are not as important, really, to our long-term process. But a lot of things, Kate Moran, the British writer, recently made a point that a lot of things we do, a lot of the most important things we do in the world right now don't attract any income at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I, I think, yes, like childcare, aged care, but also, you know, the creative arts as well. So, you know, I, I, I think that it, it's really, to think that, you know, people, if people get uh, a roof over their head and something to eat, Instead of having to go out and flip burgers or clean toilets, they're just going to sit on the couch. I think that's a, that's a very negative view of, of humanity. I don't know anybody like that. I don't know people who are really doing passionate things already. It's just that they're struggling to make ends meet while they do it. Yeah. And just, it's just a way of securing their, their, you know, we know the human brain functions better when you feel secure, when you feel, uh, you know, that you've got enough to get by, the walk isn't at the door, you can concentrate, you can focus, you can put your energy into things that you, you love, you can do, you make you a better carer, you make you a, a better artist, uh, or whatever, whatever else it is you do. So what I think is, as we get better at doing all the basic stuff for our survival, you know, as it takes less and less of our work to actually survive, then it'll last for that breaking down of this idea that one thing works and it's another thing leisure. It's, it's living. It's a, you know, we can start, really start to live, to live fulfilled lives. That's, that's what I think we have a potential for now. Let's see. Connecting comment, okay. Shen, and then a little after that. Kevin was talking about a circuit coming from making water. You get a discount from water, uh, all sorts of services. I call that is how investors get overpay. And that overpayment can be distributed to answer Margaret's question, how do you finance a basic income without taxes, government, and welfare? And what Kevin is doing is distributing in kind. And so what I'm suggesting is 
all investors, private as well as the public sector, investors get overpaid, which is not reported by accountants, and so economists don't see it. <coughs> and what Kevin is doing is distributing the overcreation of value by an investment which has paid itself off, paid its interest, and there's still a surplus creating inequality. And that inequality, that can be distributed, so you don't need more taxes, government, and welfare to provide basic income. Really good. Thank you, Sam. That's a really good question. The question is the numbers in here and how it all interacts. How it interacts, right, as a holistic, in a holistic global framework. Well, it's the, easy to yeah. sort of do picking one thing at a time. You know, it's There is a really, a really, really important book that's going to come out called Promise Theory. The, the guy who's been talk, talking about it for about uh, 15 years. Um, the Promise Theory by, by, um, by Baxter, um, uh, Burgess, sorry, Burgess, Mark Burgess. It's a really important theory, and it says that large systems do not scale when they are too tightly connected. In other words, when you have centralised systems that are tight connections, they will not scale. But they, the, the overheads associated with preserving the tight connections overwhelm the, 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 the economies of scale you get from centralisation. So the only way, the only way of solving these problems is to divide everything. Yes, we will have lots of things. Ultimately, I believe that we each will be issued with our own credit on birth. We'll be issued with our own money on birth and, that, and we will then spend it through, the, through, our, through our lives and of course, credit is really money, and that's what ultimately is going to happen. I'd like to get um, some closing statements from uh, our, our panel. So we have literally 20 seconds, uh, and you did get a few extra reward points as well. Yeah. <coughs> All right, so um, Duncan, would you like to say anything? <laughs> Community comparison is pretty useful. I, I, I suggest them for cooperatives, but you could use them in, in various ways. I think thinking of communities which are geographically diverse is quite useful. For example, you could have a currency used amongst uh, indigenous nations to encourage intra-trade between indigenous nations, um, as one example. Okay. Yeah, I just want to say how much I enjoyed the, the synergy these ideas. I think, as you pointed out, they are really closely related. Uh, you know, I look at, as I said, the universal basic income is a kind of transition plan from the kind of big scale economy that we have right now to uh, get us into more of this kind of community, community based, localised economic thinking that involves community currencies, uh, community credit, uh, and that sort of thing. But uh, I'd be, be, I'd, I hope I'll uh, get you guys email so we can stay in touch on this. What I've been doing is all about autonomous objects or autonomous entities uh, cooperating together. The autonomous entities don't have to be people. 
uh, can be the Internet of Things. It, it can be the Earth. We can, Earth can have some credit. This model that I'm suggesting can be used with any thing, not just people. I, I just want to say I'm very optimistic about, about the possibilities of what we do on this really live um, from our own passions, do, do what we really, each person really does what they, they believe in. Okay, can we give um, them a round of applause?